listening to the Drunk Tank Podcast. And if you did not know that, you're fucking stupid. Jeff is not a fag. Just kidding. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hey, just kidding. Well, what was that? I don't know. I have no idea what that was. Uh, that was that was our intro song. I'm so confused now. I'm excited. I don't feel properly introduced. But you're you're Jack. Oh, hi, I'm Jack. That, there, there's your introduction. Do you feel properly introduced now? That's Gus over there on the ones and twos. That's me. Ones and zeros. I feel obligated that we should tell people who's not here as opposed to who is here every week. Madam Curie is not here today. That's true. Uh, Sigmund Freud, <laughs> not Freud. here. Jeff is not here. Oh, that's true. We also have a very quiet Joel Heyman with us today. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Joel? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great, because we're going to have a short podcast this week because of the holidays and stuff. We're all trying to get out of here. Short podcast. Yay. Hey, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting out of here at all. I'm, I'm going to be here through Friday. Yeah, uh, so we getting out of here. I think Gus is the only one leaving early, actually. I yeah. thought you Woo. were, Joel, I thought you were going to see your parents for Christmas. You're not going? No, I mean I don't. I mean, if I do, go, I'd like to go. But if I do go, I will be booking tickets at the very last nanosecond. Nice. And I think if Christmas Eve is Friday, I I'm at least working through Thursday. I think Christmas Eve is Thursday. I think Christmas yeah. Day is Friday. I think oh. if Christmas Eve is Friday, it's 2007, right? <laughs> you might be right about that. <laughs> How does happen? it work? You know those those people who can calculate in a year. Any year you give them in a date, they'll tell you what day of the week it fell on. You get, like you say, January 27, 1978, and they can tell you what day of the week yeah, it fell Yeah, there's on. that uh, the lady from Taxi. You remember her? Like the red-haired? Mary Lou Henner. Yeah, she has wow. that. Tony Danza. He does not have that. Are, are we playing this game? I, I didn't know there were people who could do that. They're like, yeah, because my, man with dates? Have you seen yeah, that? Have you seen my that? ability is if someone says that, I can tell you a name that has that ability. Have you seen uh, the guy over in, in my, Europe? That's my ability. <laughs> it's almost as good. Have you seen the guy over in Europe who was able to, <laughs> he was able to list out pie to 10,000 places by memory? This guy's got to get it, he's He's some, like, super intelligent dude. Like, he has, like, weird, crazy memory. Like, he basically has a Rain Man, like, syndrome. Like, the Rain Man thing is actually a legit thing. He has it, but he's actually, like, he's able to socially interact with people. Like, a lot of those people have he's that. He's English. That, yeah, but, I mean, a lot of those people have that. No, I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're good friends. So you're saying you're your he, he programs our website. Is yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call that Asperger's. Syndrome. Okay. No. It, no. This it, is something it's not different. Asperger's. It's like, autism. Yeah. No. It's like it's a form of autism. It's a this guy. That's he's, Asperger's. Asperger's is a form of autism. So in Bernie's the, defense. In the Venn diagram, it would fit. Yes. Within. It's the guys who are. It's that new class of person that's very quirky and very smart in specific ways, and maybe isn't up to snuff socially. So basically, basically nerds I are a, now being have, labeled as I have the reverse Asperger's. Of that. <laughs> By the way, that was the entire full medical protocol right there. That was the exact description <laughs> of the syndrome. I, 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 were you reading from the New England Journal of Medicine? I couldn't turn around and see. Yeah, I was. Wow, it's riveting. It's med- Medipedia.org. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, don't go to that website. I have no idea what's at Medipedia.org. It's, it's webdr.com. <laughs> Whatever happened to WebMD? I think they're still around. Didn't Dr. Coop got bought by WebMD, right? Dr. Coop is a big yeah, company here yeah. in Austin. Yeah, Dr. Coop got I, every time I drive by that building, I still think of yeah. it as the Dr. Coop building. Off, off Mopac? Yeah, it's like Mopac and Far West or something Yeah, right like there that. at Far West, just north of it. Just so you know, if you don't know who Dr. Coop is, he was the Surgeon General under Clinton or Bush Sr.? I thought it was Reagan. Yeah, yeah Reagan. Older Oh, guy, yeah. yeah. He, the guy with the beard? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He went. He spanned <laughs> like three or four presidencies. <laughs> it might have been Reagan That's Colonel Sanders. Bush. He, and he was kind of a nutty dude, didn't I he? I think he was served with Reagan, yeah, and went through Bush. I think the first Bush, yeah. 
one of his things that he said was he wanted to encourage masturbation in order to curb HIV infection rates. <laughs> and that was kind of a wacky thing that he said. That's good logic, I suppose. And if you've never that seen That dude this- deserves his own website. <laughs> <laughs> I think he deserves his own line of uh, fish sticks. <laughs> the way he – you ever see that guy? Yeah. He looks like he should be on – He's the first dude rocking a beard without a mustache. Most dangerous catch. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> – calling crabs out of the sea. <laughs> He'd be like <laughs> – He'd be like in a congressional hearing with like a big steel cage full of <laughs> shells and, cra- and crab. God, yeah, that guy. If, that, if not that, looking. then he def- he's definitely making furniture in Pennsylvania. While masturbating. <laughs> well, no, while advocating for masturbation. I, I should look up. I should check my sources. No, no, that, that's totally true. You said it. Allegedly. Let me go to drkujerksit.com. <laughs> Sorry, Dr. Coop, not Dr. Koo. Two totally different things. Yeah. Oh, man. So what do we do this weekend, guys? I went to a party at Jeff and Griffin's house. I was there. I also did I did a couple different things. I also got past a Left for Dead 2 campaign on expert with realism mode. This is the one you had trouble with Joel, right? Joel and I weren't even playing realism mode. We were just playing expert. And Joel, how long did we play before we gave up? We you haven't been on the podcast since we talked about it. I think this. it was probably after the ninth time that I had shot you in the head. <laughs> How would you describe the overall mood at the end of the four hours <laughs> of playing expert? I'm sure it was positive. I was right? ready to uh, kill everyone. You know, it's like it would be cool that in that game, in that mode, that if you did get bit by a zombie, you get turned into a zombie. And then it's almost like versus where you're on the other team now. <laughs> that would be cool, right? I, and you know you would attack them, right? You would not the help o- your friends. The only problem with that mode is you imagine probably everybody running out immediately trying to get bit by zombies so they could be on the other team. They, they so the what they would side. have to do – yeah, so what they'd have to do is like you'd get bit by a zombie but not know that you were a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so you still have the same interface or whatever as like like you think you're chasing after humans but it, I don't know. Or maybe – It's gotten confusing. Or maybe yeah. you only get one life as a zombie. Like once they kill you, that's it. You have to spectate the rest of the game. Oh, God. There's no, no, there's no worse penalty in video games than having to fucking watch other people play. Yeah. That, that's the one thing I hate is like when I'm dead as a zombie and versus and just like spectating waiting for that fucking respawn timer to hit. It is the worst. It's long, too. Yeah. That's what she said. 20 seconds. She played the smoker. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, I want to issue a very quick retraction. <laughs> it was not Dr. Coop that encouraged masturbation. Uh, it was the lady afterwards. It was Jocelyn Elders, the Surgeon General. I don't know where she oh, fell man. in the progression she of was, Surgeon I think General. she was Clinton, right? I yeah. forgot about Jocelyn Elders. Like, I remember the name, you know, Dr. Coop. I don't remember Dr. Elders. Here's a headline you want to follow you through history. Surgeon General resigns in masturbation row. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just envision she's in her office just jerking it constantly. <laughs> and so they had to get rid of her. I like, I like the idea of masturbation row. Like, that sounds like a like a Japanese game it's, show. It's, it's, like, in the, yeah, that, it's this, like next to the red light district in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's like the red light district in masturbation row. It's just comfy <laughs> sofas. <laughs> like, tissues and Vaseline. God. She, you know, she, mu- she must have. What's your address? Oh, 34 Masturbation Room. <laughs> Apartment B. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a one-way street. <laughs> you know that like, the Clinton administration probably went to her, too, and said, look, you've got to resign over this thing. And it was definitely before the Monica Lewinsky scandals. Uh. So like, you know, later, she's sitting at home watching it going, you motherfucker. Are, are you serious? Are you serious? She was 61. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> you killed it, Jack. Well, in 1992, she also told abortion opponents to, quote, 
get over their love affair with the fetus. I don't think that really <laughs> Wow. So apparently she was pretty wow. outspoken. Wow, get over your love affair with the fetus. God, she's... Wow, dude, that's... Wow. She's what they call a divider. <laughs> do Surgeon Generals have to go through, like, a uh, an approval process or a vetting? Yeah. I think they do. It's don't called they... med school, buddy. Don't, don't they have, like, <laughs> don't, some don't sort they of hearing? Like, yeah, like, a, a... like, they did that with the most recent one, right? Not, not uh... Who was, it was going to be the that one guy was a TV show on like CNN or something like that, and then uh, uh, Gupta would, you, what was his name. He was going to be it, and then right, no somebody else. They eventually went with. You know what I would say? If you want this to be a legitimate position, when the president appoints this dude, he's the dude who does surgery on the president. <laughs> <laughs> like that, he actually fulfills that job. Where if I get something, I need to have surgery. This is the guy that's going to do it. God forbid the other party controls Congress. That's <laughs> gonna be it. Oh, like, uh, another one died. Another one died. We don't even know what happened. He wasn't even sick. Was not anything gonna work? Did, hit an egg grown toenail and somehow ended up dead. How did Doctor Drew from Loveline get to be Surgeon General? Oh man, uh, checks and balances. Uh, this has been a fun podcast already. Jeez, we should yeah. do these shorter ones more often. We should just, we should just quit while we're ahead. Yeah, right, right now. Game like, over. Who knew the Surgeon General was such a fun topic? <laughs> Like, damn, when we, we played last night, um, we finished it last night, this Left 4 Dead 2 expert campaign on realism. I was so angry. Who'd you play with? I played with Panton, and I played with Mukau, who is the... Oh, God, you long, played with Mukau. Mukau, the longtime commissioner of Griff Ball. He's actually pretty good at Halo and first-person shooters. So. Well, never... no, but that's not the problem with playing with Mukau. It's not that he's good. It's just that he talks a lot. <laughs> Go ahead and mark this on the time so you can edit around it. <laughs> Well, so, so it was you, Patton, and Mukau? And, and 13 Church from the site. Mm-hmm. I don't know who 13. goes by Jeff now, J-E-F-F on the site. Okay. As opposed to our Jeff, who's J-E-G-E-O-F-F. Or Finch, who's a different Jeff. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the Jeffs. <laughs> who's Mojo Pin. But we played the mall level, which is called Dead Center. And in the four hours, we played the third level, which is the mall level, where you have to run through the whole thing, and it's a super long level. I think we played that level about two and a half hours. Oh, wow. I have no idea how many straight runs we did through it. But everybody, by the end of it, had about 70 deaths apiece. Jesus. Uh, by the end of the whole campaign. Man. At some point, you just have to be like, all right, I'm done. I can't go on anymore. Right? We reached that level about 15 times oh. where we were just angry. This game is terrible. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> that's the thing about that game, especially when you're getting beat down. You get beat down so badly. Like, yeah. like at the moment after you get beat down, it's like, man... We didn't have a chance. We didn't have a chance. We're going to do this again? But It must be like what the Washington Generals feel like every game. <laughs> yeah. they, like, oh, a, here we go. They're running with the ball. <laughs> well, that's what happens. He's got a ladder. <laughs> what the hell? That, that's what happens when you're – you even have that period of the gameplay where it's not good enough that you're dead – you're incapacitated, where you're laying on the ground, uh-huh, uh-huh. and your friends aren't helping you. It's, it's, like it's, a, it's, it's the only game that depances you before it kills you. <laughs> it's the only game where it's like, ah, see? See? You suck. Watch. See? Can't do anything. <laughs> your, your death is going to slowly last a minute and a half. Yep. Here's the portion of the gameplay where you learn to hate your friends. Yeah, where you yelling. know where you know there's that possibility yeah. that if you had friends in the game, they would save you. We're gonna but give you a, we're gonna you. give you a gun while you lie there, but it's not gonna kill anything. No, it's not gonna do anything. Yeah. No, no, no. Seriously, I, that's a complaint I have. That that goddamn fucking pistol, dude. When you were laying there, how many how many times have you shot a zombie in the fucking face and it does nothing? <laughs> Let me tell you something. On realism mode, you will be just. Opening up on somebody with a machine gun while they're running at you, and they make it all the way to you, and bop, hits you once, you know? And you get that, you get that little slap. And you're in the mall, and it's all these women zombies, and you're like, 
Sweetie, get a fucking job. Don't <laughs> hang out on the fucking wall. I was so angry by the end of this. I was like a loom weaving a tapestry of vulgarity. And when, I, when I was on the ground, when I was on the ground and these zombies are kicking me and hit me, I was imagining their life story and yelling at them and screaming at them. Meanwhile, Panton and, you know, Moo Cow are just trying to continue playing the game. Oh, man. It's funny because that's almost similar experience when you're at the mall walking by the perfume counter. <laughs> it's pretty much the same fucking thing. You know, when I played, when I played Dead Rising on the 360 when it first came out, I found going to the mall afterwards to be a very creepy experience. Like you turn a corner and you just see a bunch of people in the middle of the hallway. Mm-hmm. That would creep me out. So, so you, like you, the Jaws thing where you can't go into the water again? So, I couldn't do that. Do you think maybe Dead Rising 2 will spook you on Vegas? <laughs> Absolutely not. Probably not. No, I don't, think, I don't think anything. I think Ocean's 13 did that for me. <laughs> Should we talk to? Should we say we saw the we, new hotel? Yeah, we flew. We connected. We flew out to San Francisco for work the other day, and we connected in Vegas. And as we were landing, we thought, "Holy shit! Look, it's City Center. It looks like it's done. You know, when does it open? Oh, it opens tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, City Center is the brand it new. Opened like, the, the day after we connected through there is, that, is it two billion or four billion. It was an eight billion dollar oh. hotel casino. Wow! And it just opened up. And, and have they sold out all the units? Because that was a place where they sold condos, right? Right. Uh, I don't know if they're all sold out. I would guess no. There's no bigger. There's no <laughs> they scaled, bigger. They scaled mystery. the construction back. Yeah, they did. They I, made the building shorter than they initially had specced. Wow, that's an interesting concept. Yep. You just stop. Okay, let's just cap it here. Yeah. Well, they moved it. It was going to be over by the Circus Circus, right? And then they had to move it uh, further south towards that, the main strip. That oh. would be the creepiest place in the world to have zombies. Would circus, be circus 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 Circus. <laughs> that would be creepy, like Vegas clowns. Ugh. That'd be the worst. Then then then. Yeah, that'd be terrible. It'd be a great setting because you mind like the, the Cirque du Soleil zombies that are you know, oh, they're all acrobatic great. and jumping up at you, and four goofy, stories in the air, goofy costumes. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing a skin tight unitard and speaking in a French accent. <laughs> <laughs> What's the French word for brains? <laughs> That's a good question. What is the French word for brains? I think it's Germany. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, wah, hey. Wah, wah. All right, and cut. <laughs> We're on such a roll until we got into the uh, political Eastern European u- humor. Yeah, the, the political uh, staff appointments in the U.S. were hilarious. European, not so funny. Not so funny. <laughs> not so much. So what else did we do this weekend? We went to Drunk Miss. You guys got off a plane and came. Yeah, I didn't. Gus, why didn't you come? Because I went home and I fell asleep till 1 p.m. the next day. <laughs> God, no. Hey, that, guys- I, that's so did I. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I went. Oh, I- no, yeah. I didn't. I fucking went home, went to sleep, and woke up like 14 hours later. Well, I can tell you, everyone missed you at the party, Gus. I'm sure they did. I was trying to, like, get a mob together to <laughs> chase you down at your house. <laughs> like, torches stuff. But Zombies. I, I would have headshotted all of you. Man, I got, I got home at 4 a.m. and then woke up and went to family Christmas the next morning. <laughs> what time did you have to get up? Uh, I think I had to be up at about 8.30. Jesus. Yeah, that wasn't good. What are you doing for Christmas, Gus? Um, I'm staying here in town, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm watch. I'm 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 cat sitting for the Ramses. Are you really? Yeah, that's your Christmas. That's my Christmas. I'm going to spend Christmas in Jeff's underwear playing his Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me right. <laughs> God, can you hide stuff all over their house like cheese in the oh, air vents? Totally oh Jesus! Let's do that. Those little the ringer things, right? Do you still have those? Oh, the little buzzers that yeah. I use. Trying. I think I, have, I don't have any left. No, I, I think I, I took one of them. Yeah, I think I have one. Yeah, they found them all pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. And then my kid found one of them and tortured me with it for a few weeks, too. (laughs) Karma. When I came into the office this weekend, everything at Brandon's desk was upside down. His keyboard was upside down. His mouse was upside down. 
chair. chair yeah, why, why is that? Yeah, his, I saw that this morning. His monitor was upside down, too. And actually, the cleaning crew was here, and she came in and asked me and said, hey, everything on Brandon's desk is upside down. And when I he, said... When he walked in this morning, he he walked in and he said, why is my chair upside down? <laughs> well, I, I don't know why. I think Jack can explain it. But I said to her, I said, it's either because he really doesn't want you to touch something on his computer, and that's his way of demonstrating that to you. Or it's because somebody else in the office is fucking with him. Either way, just leave it exactly how it is. <laughs> and it turns out it was Jeff fucking with him. Right? Yeah, was, Jeff and I came up here on Sunday because Jeff is actually uh, he left for Alabama on Monday uh, for vacation, and so uh, him and I had to work on something, some achievement hunter stuff before he left. We had to record some VO, so I was sitting there getting the stuff ready to record, and I look over and Jeff's flipping all of his stuff upside down. Yeah, there was a, there was an upside down. Master Chief helmet from the Halo 3 Legendary <laughs> yeah. Collection on his desk as well, which I thought was a nice well, touch. Like, perfectly balanced yeah, upside down. Yeah, it was down. really weird. <laughs> it's Jocelyn Elder's figurine on his desk. <laughs> and since we, since we know Brandon doesn't listen to the podcast, we can talk all kinds of shit oh, about yeah. him, right? Yeah. Well, so what was his reaction? Did he get any reaction at all to his stuff being upside no, down? No, he was like, no. oh, my chair's upside down. Then he corrected that, and he's like, oh, my monitor, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, that, was, that was pretty much spot on, his reaction to it. <laughs> what a crazy prank. <laughs> You really got me. Uh. <laughs> See, I'm, one thing I miss about not having a lot of PCs around the office, Jeff doesn't work on a PC, and one of my favorite things in the world to do was to switch the keys on his keyboard, like the E and the R key, just switch like, them. pop them out? Yeah, pop them out and switch the letters so that every time he types a J, he is, gets a K and is, vice versa. Jeff's not a touch typist? Uh, I don't know. Huh. You're not, right? No, I'm not. But how can you? You're still a hunt and pecker after. <laughs> that made myself laugh. Masturbation row. <laughs> you still hunt and peck after all these years. How long have you used a computer, a keyboard? Uh, I mean, twenty years. Twenty years, and you yeah. still haven't memorized the keyboard. I, I mean, I have. He's probably pretty fast I at it used, by now. I just use two fingers on each hand. I don't type the way normal people yeah. type. He's evolved. But you still have to look at it, though. Not really. If I blindfolded you right now and asked you to write a line, could you do it? Uh, yeah, I probably could, but I'd probably make mistakes, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, if someone in this office asks another person in this office to get blindfolded, <laughs> something's going to happen. There's nothing to do with keyboards, so just don't do that. You end up, end up a masturbation row. You know, when I was when we were flying back from San Francisco this weekend, I saw in a computer magazine that I guess like the first motherboard has finally hit for the PCs that supports the USB 3.0 spec. No way, really? Ooh. Yep. That's supposed to be some ridiculous throughput on that, right? It, yeah, it made me very curious to try to build a PC again just to check it out. I don't remember what the throughput is off the top of my head. It's a couple gigabits. I was shocked to see uh, see some editing done in uh, it was done, like uh, some video stuff we shot in high def and capturing and editing it straight off of a FireWire 800 drive. I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, we have uh, this little RAID enclosure that connects to a FireWire 800. And That's awesome. Captures great. You can edit just so fine. You can capture directly to. A, fire, a FireWire drive and then edit from that FireWire drive in real time. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it'll even support multiple streams wow. uh, of HD. I think it'll do two HD and like two SD streams at the same time. Is that because the hard drive itself is like a badass drive? Yeah. Or is, okay. Yeah. That probably so it's, it's able to really utilize you know, the 800 megabit throughput. You know what's okay. funny to me is I was the one doing that and I have no fucking idea what you guys are talking yeah. about. <laughs> well, that's why you take me on these trips, Joel. I take care, <laughs> yeah. I take care of that stuff for you. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during the uh, description of it. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some numbers and some letters. <laughs> so I bought tickets. I have three tickets to go see Avatar tomorrow night at 10 p.m. That, when, that movie, I don't know tonight. if you saw it. No, tonight, it, it, tonight. Is it tonight or tomorrow? Well, it would be Wednesday, yeah. We're recording this a day early. See, Jack, we've explained this to you before. I, I was, No, he fucked <laughs> no, it up, not me. I fucked it up. Jack was doing the right thing, if he All was right. saying today. So I saw Avatar made $77 million <laughs> this past weekend domestically. No, it didn't. $77 million? Yeah. I thought it made 220 
worldwide it did 236. Oh. Wow. Domestic, only domestic was 77. Foreign was 159. I also heard that IMAX cannot keep up with the capacity for people that want to see this movie. I heard that also. Well, it seems like... Uh, well, did they have the same problem like with every, Dark Knight? Every movie that comes out on IMAX, they can't keep up with capacity. I mean, they release a movie about a bird taking a poop in IMAX, and they can't keep up with the capacity, right? What, what what, what's that, that movie called? I want to see that. <laughs> well... It's called Batman. <laughs> the bird taking a poop movie did get a lot of Oscar nominations, so that's going to fill <laughs> there's, there's some good early buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I particularly like the Nicole Kidman scene. There was, a, uh, there was a Nicole Kidman thing for Drunk Tank. What was it? Oh, we fucked up last week. Another retraction I had what to issue. What we did? Uh-oh. Remember we raised a stink about nine being nominated? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Immediately afterwards, I caught that too. Yeah, we we were making a stink that nine was nominated for best picture, but it wasn't nominated for best animated film. And why would nine be nominated for best picture and Up was not? Well, apparently there's a movie that's being released right now called Nine N I N E and not Nine, the numeral Nine, which was the animated oh. film that came out in the summer. It's the Rob Marshall movie. It's the guy who did Chicago. That doesn't help. <laughs> it's Rob a musical. Marshall. It's a musical. It is. Yeah, it's got Daniel Day Lewis and all like tons of female actors, like Nicole Kidman, uh, uh, not Beyonce, uh, Fergie's in it, and that uh, girl f- who was in the. T- I can bet. Yeah, her really. too. <laughs> no, it's, well, uh, it's like supposed to be like nine, like nine women is the is the I guess the musical they're working on, and Daniel Day Lewis plays like a theater director who's trying to have his next big hit. He's after a few failures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, I've seen the promos for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has uh, no arms and legs, right? <laughs> what? No? No. Never mind. You know, I just recently saw that, I don't know who appointed it, but I read it on Dig, that There Will Be Blood was awarded the best film of the decade. Really? Yes. It didn't even win Picture of the Year. No. The best no. film of the decade. In its year, it was beaten by? It was beaten by uh, No Country for Old Men. Right, which I would say would probably be up there for best movie of yeah, the decade. Yeah, I, I like No Country for Old Men more than There Will Be Blood. Yeah. I agree. I saw them within hmm. the same week, too. I think I did as well. <laughs> I did a thing last year, which I'm going to repeat this year, where we went and saw every single Oscar-nominated movie. That's right. I saw a few of them. And, best and, Picture and, and nominated, why, right? Why is, yeah, no, Best Picture Yes, nominated. thank you. Yeah. But there's, there's ten this year. Keep that in mind. I haven't really seen many movies this year, either. No. Well, do you, okay, here, do you think Up will be nominated for Best Picture? I think it should be. No, they won't, because they, they, set, they fucked up, and they made that animated category. That's true. Then but, it's, uh, it'll be it'll but, be nominated for that, but it won't but be nominated wasn't, for best wasn't some foreign film nominated for best picture recently? I believe it was, was Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon was no. nominated. No, I think it was Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful that, won, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, won best foreign film. Mm. It, did it, not also, win, it did not win best picture, but it was also nominated. Do you consider Slumdog Millionaire to be a foreign film? No. Okay, I well, think you're thinking about Life is Beautiful. I mean, no, no, I'm thinking of. Um, shit, I can't think of. I now. don't think Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon was nominated for best picture. Call me crazy. Maybe ain't it cool news best picture? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I thought it was what, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, I thought it was. I honestly thought it was nominated for best picture. No. I think Rush Hour Three was nominated for best picture. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is not exactly. There's, oh no, no, I'm not saying it's a good movie. Snarky here, Jesus. People. I'm not saying it's a good movie, asshole. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> we got nominated. There have been a lot of movies nominated for best picture that I disagreed with. And some that like absolutely should have been that were not. Like it was nominated for best picture. What's my name in two thousand one? What was 
Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That's See, right. that just throws the whole system off. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I think he's right. But we're all on the same page. Yeah. It's sort of it, ridiculous. It won, oh, no. It won Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Foreign Language Film, Best Music, and it was nominated for, like, Why, the f- why was Joel sugarcoating it for me? I can be wrong. I'm, I'm comfortable <laughs> with the fact that I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. So it was nominated. It won in Best Foreign Picture and was nominated yeah, it, for Best I mean, Picture. It won in Best Foreign Language Film. <sighs> so is, has it changed now? Is it- also, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Directed di- by Doctor Coop, I think. Right? <laughs> yes. That I know. I get. You know, I only saw like twenty minutes of that movie, so I guess I, you know, that, I, I haven't seen all these other movies. That movie so because it's like it spends like an hour and a half telling one story, and then all of a sudden they like pull you out, and it's like, oh, here's this weird pirate in the desert plot story. You know, oh, like, really? Was, I, I don't get. Like, I think it, I think it was the first movie to put people on like bungee cords and yeah. then remove the bungee cords. <laughs> it was like Matrix oh, fight scene. Yeah, you know, they're, and they're, it's like they're it, fighting on on trees, and it looked. It's called it Wire Foo. Why Foo? It looked awful. I guess I'm the only one. It looked terrible. It looked kind of dumb. It looked I, I utterly guess, ridiculous. I guess I'm the only one that liked that movie. So, though. Joel, which part did you see? Did you see the part where the tiger was crouching or where the dragon was hiding? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted my money back. <laughs> nah, that, that movie was good. I liked it. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. That's the movie I was thinking of. That may, that did Pan's Labyrinth get nominated for Best Picture? I'm gonna say no. I I, I, I really <laughs> doubt that. I'm gonna look it up to be nice, but I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it was. But that's what I had in my head that I was trying to think of. Absolutely. And then, and then, then the correct answer came out by accident. That's awesome. <laughs> you shouldn't have corrected yourself. Yeah. You, you, would have, you would have seemed totally smart for once. And now I'm going I'm to look up on IMDb and see what Life Is Beautiful got. It was nominated once. for Best Foreign Language Film of the Year. Okay. What was? Uh, Pants Labyrinth. Okay. Let me tell you what Life is Beautiful was. Robert, Rob, Roberto Benigni won for Life is Beautiful. I remember that. Yeah. He was the one who was he bouncing had, around on stage. Yep. He's like, I'm like a dog and my tail is wagging. Was, yeah. Oh, he won Best Actor. <clears throat> yeah. It won Best Foreign Language Film. And it was nominated for Best Director, Best Picture, Best Film Editing, and Best Writing. Hmm. I guess Original Screenplay. So so that that sets a precedent that if Up was going to get nominated for Best Picture, it could also be nominated for Best Animated Picture. That is true. Yeah, but, okay. the vote, but I don't know. Would you give the people who vote and nominate this stuff enough credit to realize that precedent and to make it apply? I think people are very prejudiced against animated features. Yeah, that's true. And wouldn't consider them for Best Picture. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different art form. But hey, uh, Avatar is an animated film, <laughs> basically. We'll see. <laughs> Do you think that's unjustified? That animated films would be in a different category than yeah than I don't I don't agree with that. I think now I, I think now I, yes. I think whatever the best movie is no matter how it's made or whatever should be the best movie that's nothing else I agree with that let me put it to you this way what if the movie was released on television like a movie of the week doesn't matter no doesn't that doesn't matter, matter. I, I, you say that could be nominated for best movie I thought the whole premise I was think, theatrical I think, release yeah I think it, yeah I think well, I'm, I'm, right. with, I'm with Gus on this one I well, think as long as it's released theatrically for me so that's the line the line is theatrical if something appears in a movie theater. It should all be in the same category. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What about IMAX films like Bird Poops on Person? <laughs> Bird Poops. Um, I think that's a good question. Haven't haven't some like the documentaries been for IMAX? Yeah, I I I'd put them in there. Yeah. I don't it's, know if you've been to many IMAX movies, but they're pretty shitty. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen my share. I mean, you get away with a lot because it's just a big friggin' screen, but. The dinosaur platypus movie that looks like nah. you know somebody's <laughs> narrated by Morgan Freeman, right? But the the, the visual effects look like somebody's senior project, you know, at, <laughs> at full sale or something like that. I remember. No the, offense, you know, <laughs> no, maybe no. it doesn't hold up on an eight hundred foot screen, but yeah. I remember seeing an IMAX film when I was a kid about like NASCAR, and they had like put an IMAX on on the front of like a NASCAR vehicle, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, there were there was some kind of when I first joined Twitter. One of the first big movements was people were upset about IMAX 
franchising their name, and they weren't in theaters that were really truly IMAX. Do you know about this? I know exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, can you explain it? Basically what they were doing was they were selling the IMAX experience, which is big screen, and really all they were doing was moving the screen closer to the audience to give you that more overwhelming <laughs> effect. And so they were basically selling their name as the IMAX experience, when really it was a normal screen, just you were closer to it. <laughs> I love it. Because IMAX... I love it. Basically IMAX, you get shittier seats, and that's IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> IMAX sells better than I'm closer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Your eye is at the maximum closest, <laughs> closeness, IMAX. Duh. I mean, I, don't, I can see why people misunderstood the marketing. So stupid. But yeah, I remember, yeah, a lot of people got pissed off about that. I don't know if anything really happened with that. Like, that tends to be the trend. Was like, there's a huge uproar about something, and then it just kind of vanishes. Yeah, no really. one talks about it anymore. I remember <laughs> there was one in San Antonio that was an IMAX theater, and it's not a real IMAX theater. Yeah. And there's very few actual IMAX theaters. Yeah. You, you know, when you mentioned that Twitter outcry, reminded me, I read the other day in a Wired magazine... Like someone had like I guess a, like it's like a, a ask the internet knowledgeable person, and someone wrote in and said I changed my Twitter icon green back during the Iranian protests. When is it okay to turn it back <laughs> to my normal color? Ah, see that's with, the without, thing without now, now, face. That's right. That's now exactly you're there. What you had mentioned. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Months ago. Yeah, what, the pseudo political activism is right. There is a moment in time when you have to say I'm not really all that into this yep. anymore. Yep. So the person asked, and then, like, I guess the Wired has, like, a, a columnist who answers these kinds of questions, and he answered. That was one of the questions he answered. You stick with it. Wait, right? wait, wait, wait. No, he, wait. He, he said, what was his answer? His answer was, um, you can take it down at any time, because, honestly, that you know, that doesn't matter. He said, you're obviously more interested in having, like, this pseudo, cool, do-nothing approach to activism <laughs> versus putting boots on the ground and actually doing something activism. So why don't you go do something instead? The Wired guy said that? Yeah. Kudos to that guy. Yeah, yeah so he said, why don't you get in touch with Iranian well, his, organizations his in answer, your town and actually do something? That's right. So the, the, if the question was, when is it appropriate you know, to take it down, yeah. the answer is, you're a fuckbag. The answer, the, the answer was <laughs> the anytime because it doesn't matter. <laughs> the answer is, you're a fuckbag. Do bag. something, you douche. Yeah, it's like, thanks for asking, bitch. <laughs> Here's the explanation. I mean, it really is. It's, it's almost like we acknowledge that this is taking place. But this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to wear green shirts. Can you imagine, like, the troops in World War II marching by concentration camps and saying, look, we're all wearing this ribbon. And, like, <laughs> see what we're doing? Exactly. And they're like, hey, God. why don't you bust down the fence for us? <laughs> like, no, no, look, purple shirts. We're good. <laughs> we're going that way. <laughs> sorry, you're in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> Just seems like, you know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we're there with you. Solidarity. Oh, hey, so I, I met some uh, Modern Warfare 2 boycotters when I was in, in San Francisco. I was out there checking out Bad Company 2. Oh, yeah? And I met some guys from PC guys that were um, they were like, yeah, yeah, we're in the, the Modern Warfare 2 boycott. So, so they hadn't bought the game? I, supposedly not. They claimed they hadn't. They had, and then what was Not their, to say they what, didn't download it. What was their argument? Uh, their, their argument was the uh, lack of server support for the PC. They're like, fuck it, we're not playing anymore. It's like... They were really, really intense about it. And I was like, really? That's that big of a deal? Like, oh, dude, we play mods all the time and we do all this stuff? I'm like... All right. Okay. And they, they were really, really intense about it. But now, now they've embraced other games because of that. In the same sense, though, that's real action. Yeah. And right. they're sticking to it. The problem is if you actually had the number of people who signed the petition go through with the action, like say, for instance, you want to keep Dollhouse on the air. If the number of people who signed the petition took the effort to watch the show, the show would be on the air. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And likewise, they might make a change how, if they how, lost a how million many people, sales. How many people signed that petition? I, I think I'm going to guess and say probably eighty thousand. Yeah, that's about right. I don't. I don't know if eighty thousand would be enough. No. I, I, in that particular case, maybe not. You yeah. know, I think it might have been more for that one. But those people, it's a longer term thing. 
yeah. those people become a long, much longer tail audience. I mean, games like Halo 3, which is now three years old, the dedicated fan base is there's hundreds of thousands of people online playing that game at any given moment. Yeah. Well, the funny thing with these guys were I was talking to them later about uh, about PC versus Xbox gaming. And, like, my, my sort of philosophy is I'd rather be on a comfortable couch with a nice TV and, like, surround sound. That's when I play my games. That's how I like playing my games as opposed <laughs> to sitting in front of a computer with a mouse and a keyboard. Right. And so um, – and then these guys were like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I played, you know, I played, you know, Modern Warfare 1 on my Xbox and then on my computer – and I liked it on the computer a lot better. And I was like, oh, do you, you paid for both? They're like, oh, no. And I'm well, just like, you go. I'm just sitting there like, you know, I just, it's when our cook, really? You like, know. I mean, you're, you're not, god damn it. And then, you know, here we are at a game developer playing a game. And it's just like, come on, man. You know, I, that's, that, that drives me nuts. Bernie, you and I had a conversation about this, about pirating software and stuff recently. And it's, at some point, you just stop doing it, you know? At some point, you stop doing it. Yeah, you just have to. Well, you don't have to, but oh, there's, there's if, you, if you have any sort of morals, you have to. There's a lot of people that you know don't, but but there's a lot of people don't see that the inherent problems with that, and that that's what drives me crazy. Yeah, you well, know, I mean, it, it, you can't bemoan the death of PC gaming when you're the one pirating. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like the example you gave of those guys. Yeah, and it's just like, come on, man, really? On a more practical level, I mean, that's a lot of theoretical discussion of what will happen and what won't. I got back into PC gaming, and I got my system set up to where. I could run PC games. I asked the site to help me out pick a video card, which, by the way, after going back into PC gaming, having been out for a little while, it's impossible. Like, you read the system requirements and it says, this should be better than a GeForce 96 IQ card. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't know what level that is. How do I know it's better than that? And uh, so I had finally found people to help me pick a video card. Got it, set it up, downloaded Steam, and that is... Probably right now, the saving grace of PC gaming. Really? It's really cool. I mean, Steam's an awesome system because you buy your games through there and you can download them directly or not download them. And this sounds like I'm doing a commercial, but yeah. I, uh, I'm going to have the counter argument as soon as you're done. Okay. And then, and then you know, you can use it as a launch interface for everything. And then it has community, it has achievements like the Left 4 Dead 2 achievements in Steam. You can break it out into more detailed information like. What weapons haven't you used for the, the mm-hmm. all weapons used achievement? That's or, cool. you know, what campaigns have you finished, which ones you haven't? Mm-hmm. So cool. it's a lot better. And, of course, games like Team Fortress 2, which are completely different on the PC in a much better way than they are on the Xbox. You know, I love Steam, but I, I have had a problem with it recently. We have a couple of legacy PCs still here in the office. And uh, one of them, through Steam, <clears throat> someone here in the office bought Grand Theft Auto 4, downloaded it, installed it. They ran it just fine. Then one day, all of a sudden, they try to launch it, and it doesn't work anymore. I went through. I right-clicked on it. I told Steam to verify all the files. It verified everything. Try to launch it again. Still won't launch. Rebooted. Still won't launch. Deleted the local files. Redownloaded Grand Theft Auto 4. Still won't launch. Really? It just gives, like, a DLL error, and it just refuses to launch anymore. And so, no, it's money gone. I can't get yeah, it to work that's, in Steam. That's, I, I can't. I, can't re- I mean, I've already reinstalled it through the digital method. I don't know what else to do. That is the thing right there, hmm. right? Where yep. it's just like, if it's just not going to work, It's you just know, totally fucked up now. Screw it. And that's just another reason for me why I'll never, you know, why I don't yep. play computer games anymore. That, I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's what reminded me. That's why, that, I, like, when that happened, I said, this is why I've given up on PC gaming. Yeah. And second of all, I mean, that makes me not excited about digital delivery anymore. <laughs> huh. 
Like, what, what, what if it doesn't work? Well, what do you What do you do? But I mean, like uh, digital del- delivery through like Xbox Live, it's such a closed system. I, I think you know you're not going to run nearly as that many issues. You know, yeah. Because everyone that, that's uh, again another another reason why I love Xbox so much. It's everyone's on the same platform. Absolutely. You know, Bernie could have a, a ten thousand dollar PC, and I could be running on my old four eighty six. Absolutely. And you're going to dominate me. Absolutely. Whereas, yeah. like you know, All, if I'm on my Xbox, yeah. you're on an Xbox. We have the same machine. Although, hopefully. although Bernie's screen is the size of like. A warehouse. Ho- hopefully, you say hopefully because you're assuming monitors and stuff like Xbox monitors, but at least they're actively doing things to try to you know curtail those people, right? Yeah. Whereas PC gamers, like you know, well, there's yeah, there's cheaters out there. Good luck. You know, yeah, Joel, I, I think it's dying. Joel, I, I actually don't play on my projector all that much. I, there are times that I'll play on a small little LCD screen like we have here, just because <laughs> it's. It, you think it'd be better, but it's not necessarily that that much better. You know, it's kind of like the IMAX thing where you just get closer, you know? Put your face right up against the TV. Is that a better way to play? Not really. No. Um, <laughs> the equivalent of moving your face closer to a smaller screen is not the equivalent of playing on a giant screen. <laughs> it's, I, I it's, it's, it's identical it's, to, be, to playing at Cowboys Stadium. It's, it's the exact not, same thing. No, <laughs> man, I had a crazy experience watching a Cowboys game the other day where they had a shot, a wide shot of the field, and in that frame was the full HD screen. Mm-hmm. And I found myself watching the screen on the screen. <laughs> yeah, crazy. right? We, we, we were doing the same thing. Like, we watched a bit of the basketball game, the, right? The Texas versus and, UNC yeah, game. Yeah, and the, and the HD screen was bigger than the court. Yeah, yeah it like, was literally longer than the basketball court. <laughs> you have, like, one pixel per person. You know, <laughs> it was ridiculous. You, you can have, a, like, a one-to-one mapping of the actual molecules on the court <laughs> and in the air. But, I mean, on the TV, it's weird because you're saying what the TV is showing me that TV on the TV has a better resolution than the TV that I'm watching. It's like, it's like when you put two mirrors together. Do you get that like weird vortex thing? It was kind of like that. Did you did you see yourself within the TV in the TV? Like, was it you sitting on the couch watching? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pointed back at you. Yeah. And then that, that vortex sucked in the Cowboys playoff chances. Basically. Dude, they beat the Saints this weekend. What happened there? That was due to happen, though, because I think the Saints pulled out a couple – E- not easy, I shouldn't say, but they're very kind of lucky victories. Yeah. Like, did you see that win they had against the Redskins? Yeah. God, good. Yeah. That was a combination of odd luck and weird mismanagement by the Redskins. We're the- basically like the Saints throw an interception directly. I can't remember what it was. Directly into the, the hands of the, the Redskins defensive back, and he catches the ball, and he runs back. And then, like, the Saints wide receiver just walks up to him and just like, oh, I'm just going to take the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then runs him back for a touchdown. It's like, what? It was right. two it- change of possessions. And a touchdown in one play. Jesus. So if we're talking about sports, let's just uh, let me throw this out there. Vince Young and the Titans are now at 500. They started 0 and 6, and yeah, now they are 7. And you know what was weird? Awesome. And you saw like uh, Ricky Williams and uh, on the same field, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Vince, Vince Williams. And one of those games, the only game that Vince Young lost was to the Colts, <laughs> the undefeated Colts. Right. That's fantastic. I, I am, I'm so, I am, I'm so happy I am for on Vince the Young. Tennessee Titans bandwagon. Hell yeah, man! I am on the Tennessee Titans. I love those guys. And this angers Bernie to no end. Yeah. What? I grew up as a Houston Oilers fan. Oh, uh, okay. And so they took the Don't take it out on Vince. Because... I'm not taking it on Vince. I'm taking it on Bud Adams, okay, the terrible can... Tennessee Titans organization. <laughs> I just love that video of him I mean, flicking off the crowd. <laughs> was that in Houston when he was flicking off the crowd? No, nah, it was probably Tennessee. But who cares? He always flicks off people, give them money and support him. <laughs> fat old fuck. <laughs> I mean, I've never in my life heard of a team moving cities and then it disappears. Even the Browns. Moved to Baltimore, and then they got the Browns back later. Well, well of, eventually. Yeah, I but mean, the Oilers' name is gone. I mean, there's another yeah. team in Houston Dude, now. The Jazz the, even moved the, to Utah. 
And they're still the Jazz. <laughs> yeah, the fucking Los Angeles Lakers. Nothing like better than when I go to Los Angeles visiting the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean they, just, they, just, they just got rid of the Oilers. It was a team I followed my whole life, and that's why I don't watch pro football. Yeah. Fuck them. When, when are the Rams going to move? You got to think, what, is L.A. going to pick up the Rams, you think? Again? I, I don't know. I mean, L- L.A. would be, it seems like, you know, why, why is there not a professional football team in L.A.? I know they had one. Because they because, left. Because I think they have a problem getting the stadium situation is that what it is? resolved. I think that's what it would is. They, would they play in the Coliseum? Every, or they'd have to build one. That's the thing. Every I think every owner who's willing to do it or whatever, like, okay, we'll play in the Coliseum, but I want 200 yeah. whatever, you know, to upgrade the Coliseum. That's whatever. another thing, man. Why do we get pro sports so much goddamn money? I don't have any other business where <clears throat> the taxpayers have to pay for their place of business. Well, that's like the Superdome. Like, the Superdome was rebuilt on taxpayer money. Like right, a and, lot of- and, and all of it, I, all of it's the premise of like, oh, well, if something goes wrong, we can use it as an emergency <laughs> building. In yeah, case, no shit. You know, yeah. you know, which, you know. I mean, Katrina, that was the most useful that building's been in 40 decades. Yes, up until this season. I don't think it's 40 decades old. <laughs> Just to be sure. <laughs> When Lewis and Clark came across the Mississippi, they found the Superdome. <laughs> the Indians had fashioned it together with sticks and concrete. And then the Colonials had ye old dome. <laughs> <laughs> the Superdome would have been an interesting investment. I wonder how much you could have bought the Superdome for right after Katrina. Oh, man. Just if you would have... I think the repairs were something like $300 million. I believe like, it. And of that, like, the guy who owns the Saints ended up paying, like, $10 million out of pocket, and the rest was all government bailout stuff. Or not well, bailout, come but... on. That's a national emergency. It's not like a bailout because he has a bad team. I mean, that yeah. was a natural disaster. Well, well they, they they had a couple seasons where they probably could have gone from <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that was the thing, too, is, like, they were nervous that the Saints weren't – I mean, the Saints spent a whole season not at home. And they were, they were nervous that the Saints were just going to move to like Oklahoma or wherever else they or San right, Antonio. Right. You think you think the NFL? Well, maybe not. Maybe not the Saints, but you think the NFL generally probably wants a team in L.A. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just based on some of the footage that I saw and some of the stories that I read, I bet two hundred million of the three hundred million was spent on bleach. That's what I would. <laughs> you do. know, I was yeah. going to make the joke, but I thought it might be inappropriate. <laughs> I would. I'm glad you made it though. That that place was so. Just and it's nothing against the people. I mean, they're clearly in a horrible situation. Yeah. But they had and, no plumbing, and, and, and that, that bleach comet was like really before the flood, really, just to clean out. The, I mean, a lot of the damage was done before Katrina, yeah, just to clean out the 1990s, oh, and 18 season they had, <laughs> or whatever that was. Much, yeah. No, yeah, I've heard like you said, no plumbing and just too many people in there, and oh, I mean, I, it can't, was, I can't imagine being trapped in a situation like that. No, and, and it was in what August in New Orleans, mm-hmm. oh, August and September. God, oh, the yeah. smell in there, just ugh. all the all the humanity. Right? Yeah, yeah, man. How many people were in there? Does anybody know off the top of their head? I no. don't know. I well, don't know. I know they had rated it a certain like amount of people, and it was probably twice that. The only thing yeah. I remember from that specifically was just how, first of all, Katrina cl- clearly defined what a thin line there is between. Civilization and just raw mayhem. Yeah, you know it was it was instant decline. I mean, remember people were sniping hospitals. Do you remember that? No, the the Superdome sheltered twenty six thousand people. Wow, that's probably better average attendance than a normal Saints game. Well, (laughs) not anymore. Not anymore. Before this year, what's capacity in there? Like what eighty? I'm guessing. (laughs) Are we really? What a weird question to ask. Like all the Katrina victims are going to go sit in the seat. (laughs) No, no, they're going to sleep in the seat. No, I mean, like, think about it, though. Like, if there's 100,000 people and there's only 80,000 seats, I mean, that's got to be uncomfortable. But if... <laughs> No, even with the – I mean, you sit in a stadium for a very short period of time. Yeah. If they fill that and you're sitting in a seat for four days, that's not a good experience. It would be like uh, sitting, like, in an airplane, but, like, worse. Oh, yeah. the, uh, with the... no, no electricity and no plumbing. A Rolling Stones concert in the 80s attracted 87,000 people in there. Wow. 
man. Wow. But, uh, uh, the football seating capacity is about 70,000. I bet government officials got to that Rolling Stone concert pretty quickly. In and out, no problems. It took them a week to get to the Superdome? Was that right? Yeah, something like, something that. like that. And the crazy thing about that was the first time I heard about Katrina, we were at PAX, like PAX number three, back when it was still at the Maidenbauer Center. Mm-hmm. And we were out of town and we were about to fly back. And some kid, I remember he had a big sword on his back. He was a cosplayer. He said, how are you guys going to get back to Austin? And we said, we're going to fly. He says, you're not going to fly. There's a hurricane coming, and it's about to destroy New Orleans. Like, what is this kid talking about? He's like, hurricane's going to destroy New Orleans. He says, yeah, there's a hurricane coming, and it's going to put New Orleans completely underwater. I think you're full of shit. Four days later, the hurricane hit, and then it was three or four days after that that the flooding started because the yeah. levees started to break. And then a week after that, that the government got there to help those people. And I was thinking, how does the kid with the sword on his back know about this? <laughs> how does Sephiroth know what's going Yeah, on? really. You know? How does the Japanese video game character that I'm talking to know about this and the government is not prepared to handle yeah, and, it? And that dude's an asshole. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that kid also. And then we got to the airport when we were leaving Seattle and they had, like, the weather on. And we saw it. You see this giant storm in the Gulf. You're like, holy shit. Sephiroth was right. <laughs> he was. I was living in Orlando at the time of Katrina. Actually, I had a uh, roommate in Orlando from uh, New Orleans, and like, I, and I, I had no idea it was going to be that big of a deal. Like, no one did. And then all of a sudden, it was like, this was like the perfect storm. Like, this will hit and destroy the city. And it's like, oh shit, uh, dude, you might want to get a hold of your parents. <laughs> and it, it was, it was like really weird. And then it hit, and like he lost touch with his family. And it's like, and he just up and drove to, to New Orleans. He got in his car and drove away. He was like, all right, I'm out. Peace. I really wonder if you tried to drive there, what that experience would have been like to try to drive you in. Probably would have been stopped in, oh, in yeah. what, uh, I guess either Alabama or Mississippi, right? Would they have, did they block the freeways? I would assume so. They, they did block the freeways, but you know, and he could have gotten into Louisiana, but I'm sure once he got near the city. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it was all flooded. I mean, you've seen those photos of, the, of downtown that were just like yeah. completely underwater. Yeah. You know, there's a recent settlement or some kind of judgment where they blame the entire thing on the Army Corps of Engineers. Yep, I did hear some, about that. Some court did that. I don't know what the jurisdiction of that court is, but yeah, I'll have, it's I'll the first to... step in essentially then now the government paying damages to people who wow. were part of the flood. Yeah, I'll have to find the link for that. I do remember reading something about that a couple of weeks ago. Did you read, did you listen to the podcast last week? No, I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, we had a funny story that you'll probably appreciate where there was a consumerist story about yeah. Delta or excuse me, American Airlines. There was a, I guess, a stewardess who went on a rampage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. And that Delta, after the po- story was posted, offered people who were on the flight gold status on Delta for free. Right, right. To switch to Delta. And we were making the joke that, why don't we just say we were on the flight and get gold status on Delta? <laughs> How would they check that? Well, I'm sure, uh, to, I'm well, sure, I'm sure they, have a, they have a roster. I'm sure Americans not going to give them the manifest for the flight. I mean, if 10,000 people said, yeah, I was on the flight. And Delta then shows up and goes, hey, American, can you verify these people? The American would go, nope, sorry. <laughs> None of those people were on the flight. <laughs> or, or they would go, yep, all of them were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a 10,000 C747. You don't have those over at Delta? Oh, we, sad. We put wings on the Superdome. <laughs> <laughs> and we flew it to Columbus and back. Did you, did you all talk about the new 787 last week? Dreamline. No. It uh, had its first like uh, takeoff test. It actually had left the ground for the first time uh, last week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty cool. Tell me if this is exciting, Bernie. How, how big is it? Tell me if this is exciting. You're going to your plane, going back from San Francisco, 
and you're walking up to the gate. You're with two other guys. You look at the plane. It's the Shamu plane. <laughs> you already tried to get me excited God about damn this. It. Not the least. I was excited. so excited. I was so happy. We, to be did, on the we, Shamu we plane. did not fucking care. Jack was like, <laughs> "Come on, it's the Shamu plane." We're like, "All right, awesome." Yeah. My We're, only memory of the Shamu plane was the dude. Pointing his finger at me, telling me not to bring on my giant alcoholic drink onto the show. Oh, no. <laughs> the dude, the, the dude at the gate thought we were all trying to sneak booze onto the plane. Because <laughs> we had a layover in Vegas. And so I he, was, he looked at us and he's like, that's soda in there, right, guys? And I was like, yes. And then we thought about it. Oh, no, it's not alcohol. It's soda. You say, we're not, we're not flying. What do you care? They probably want you to share it with the pilot. <laughs> we weren't flying America West. Oh, no, we did, we did shots with the pilot when we walked in. What was the, what was the airline that had the Shamu plane? That was Southwest. Southwest. It's always, it's always been. That was the thing. How many Shamu planes are there? Is there only one? There's none that I care about. <laughs> I mean, why, why did you have that information? You know, the entire window facing did break off. That's of, true. No, that was, that was the second plane. Oh, that sorry, wasn't the Shamu second. plane. No, we were sitting in the exit row. There was a we're sitting there was, in the exit row like we always do or whatever. Because you have leg my, room. put my leg up over and my foot touches the, the wall and the entire window facing cracks off. <laughs> yeah, we're 10,000 feet at this point and uh, all of a sudden it gets a lot colder from where I'm sitting. It was ridiculous. Well, that's but, frightening. It was like the, like the, the sort of sealed thing around <laughs> the, the window just the, popped off. And then we called the flight attendant over and we're like, the, the window just fell apart on the plane. She looks at it and she goes, Man, it's an old plane. Just bang it back on there. Did she really say that? She, yeah. She's like, awesome. It, it, no, she, she was actually a really cool flight attendant. Like, we we like, talked before like we got If on. you're an actor, there's certain moments in your life where it's like, how would I behave? How would that feel if that happened? Yeah. You know, and that well, was, that was, it happened. That it just was like, that for me was like, the wing just fell off. How do I feel? <laughs> now, so you can add that to your, your sort of <laughs> so, acting cue. You can go to that place in your head when you have to hit that emotion. Funny. I was pretty okay with it, actually. Yeah. So what <laughs> you're saying <laughs> is that the airline that paints their plane like a giant whale... <laughs> It didn't, didn't do the best job of maintenance. That seems odd to me that their priorities wouldn't be focused strictly on maintenance I, of the whale-shaped plane. If I'm going to be in an airplane crash, might as well be in one where you're a giant killer whale hitting the ground, right? Yeah, if you land in water as all, the Shamu yeah. plane. I don't know. Saw a giant whale hit that barn. You fly over a kid who's like got his arm in the air and is jumping. He's like, yeah! There's a lot of confusion. Yeah. And if I was if I worked in the airline, I would fuck with people just on purpose. Like I would drive one of those little buggies outside. I would bring one up like filled with a trailer full of fish, <laughs> and just just drive to the front of the plane and not explain why. Just throw it, <laughs> throw, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it at the cockpit. <laughs> throw fish at the window. Smack. You want a little pro tip that I always do when I get on a plane? What's that? All right, when you're getting on the plane. Which I, I don't understand the, the traffic of getting in and out of planes. They act like it's a big fucking rush and everyone's just standing in the yeah, aisles bumping yeah, each other yeah. and everything. But when you're getting on the plane, when you're in the doorway at the front of the plane, there will be a plate, almost like the VIN plate on a car. And you can check the information on the plane. You can check the manufacture date of the plane. Yep. Normally when you come in, it's immediately to your right, I believe. Or over your head. Oh, okay. Sometimes, yeah. But usually it's on the right side. It depends on the make of the plane. There'll be a little plate and it'll be engraved there saying manufacture date. You'd be surprised. Wow, this plane is older than I am. You know? <laughs> the majority of, of the 737s are pretty old, right? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're made they're, like they're, the 60s and I stuff? I mean, they, they still make that plane, I'm pretty sure, but they're... I mean, they can be pretty old. I don't think the 60s old, but I think late 70s. Well, you said the Dreamliner is supposed to replace the 737. I think so. Looking at the diagram here, the Dreamliner is bigger than a 737, but smaller than a 777. It seems like a bad thing to do at this point in history to create vehicles that use more fuel. No, the, like, the, the Dreamliner uses less. Aha. But in this particular case where I would be right, more fuel. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. 
theoretically, in this plane that doesn't exist, well, you we are all, correct. We all know the 737 won Best Picture. <laughs> we did. From the Oscars. It, it was also a foreign film. Despite the fact that it's a foreigner. <laughs> so I've been wrong. Can you keep a tally of how many times I've been wrong on this podcast? Hey, what are we doing about the... Uh, the, the... By, by the way, though, if this thing hadn't been recorded, we would be in a locked-up battle with Bernie over the next four weeks. Probably. Over it, what? Over all this. Yeah. Everything. I got, I got a damn argument with Matt and... And uh, Jeff about a neighborhood and whether a neighborhood was a good neighborhood or not. And I had to come back the next day and admit that I was wrong. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to get better, you know. Uh, hey, what are we doing about the uh, the the poll thing we did in the podcast last week? Did you oh, do anything gonna, about that? I'm gonna yeah. I got some more nominations from the. We missed a big one. Uh, why don't we just cover that now? What are you guys talking about? We nominated uh, our, for our Drunk Tag Awards. We're doing nominations for. The best movie of the year, the best trailer of the year, best TV show, video game, and best video game of the year, and we an internet video. We came an internet video. We came down to six nominees, and the only thing that the 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 fans suggested that we missed out on was the, well, two things. They a few people said for TV show we should have nominated How I Met Your Mother. Great show, and I agree with that because we didn't nominate that. Never seen it. Uh, we nominated V and Dexter and The Office, South Park, and Lost. Lost. Thank you. And uh, so we're going to add probably How I Met Your Mother into that. Okay. And the other thing was, was a huge miss. We had for best trailer, we missed the ODST live action we trailer. We are ODST. Oh, man. That was great. Yeah, somehow. So that, that will, you know. But the, the long form of that trailer was awesome. Because they had, uh, they had like three different versions. I, I liked the shorter one. Really? I like the shorter one, really? I like the shorter, I like the shorter one, yeah. too. I like the really long one where it's like the kid as, like, as a kid and, you know training and then in his first battle and by, who, the, uh, by the end he's like the main guy i wonder who the ad firm on that yeah that, that there was a shorter that's what we're talking about no no, that's the long one no there's a longer one than that really yeah no that's like that one was like two and a half minutes long is the one i'm talking about yeah i think that's it and then there's a longer one than that how long is that i think it's like 315 <laughs> it's like an hour and a half it was nominated for best foreign film um the guys who made that i think are the guys who made the halo diorama once for Halo oh, 3. Oh, that one was that great. Was neat. The Believe ads, or more specifically, the Museum of Humanity that, ones. That was so awesome when that, the little, like the diorama one, and then at the mm-hmm. very end, that little Master Chief head just turned. Oh, that little subtle move was so cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. You you really buy into some really, to me, stuff that's kind of obvious. Like, like that's... Like Shamu playing? Like, it's, <laughs> it, when I watch it, I think, I think, oh, well, they're just trying to make it look cool. And you're like, cool! You're just too jaded, Bernie. I guess I guess maybe I am, you know what well, I mean? Well, you've, you've worked in advertising now for how many years? No, I try not to do that, though. I, try, I, I think I have a pretty good ability to suspend my disbelief. But there's certain moments in things where I don't think I feel like I'm seeing too much of the director. Uh, yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. out of I think all of us older... here at the office, Bernie has been the least touched by the ad work. Yeah, and I really? Think, I think that's a good thing. Huh? I can. I mean, I'm, I think I've been less touched by filmmaking in general. Like, I don't. We had a discussion with Gavin. I don't sit in a movie theater and think how they do that, how they do that, how they do that. I just kind of like I'm watching a movie. Hey, look at that explosion. Yeah. You know, but there are moments that I think feel heavy handed. Like that felt heavy handed to me, and you loved it. You know, I love it. I don't think it was. I didn't think it was heavy-handed. I think it was obvious. What else could they do? They had to do that in that moment. That that's the moment that had to be. Okay. Right? Did, did you see when someone took that commercial and added the uh, RB and the Chief sound to it? <laughs> really? <laughs> the head turning was all. <laughs> I did not see that one. Yeah. It's like blasphemy <laughs> in a weird. It was way. like this really beautiful commercial. In the end, it's all. <laughs> <awesome>. Lol. 
right. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up this short drunk tank this week? Uh, well, I was hoping in my, my discussion of fuel, you missed a segue there, Gus. Power, power plants. Talk, that you were going to talk about thorium. Yeah, I, I really want to talk about thorium, but I've got a lot of a lot to say about that. You maybe, were maybe so I'll talk about it in the you new were year. so psyched about that article on the still, plane. I am going to be talking about this for uh, the next year. I think you think so. Yeah, he's on yeah. a thorium. Kick. I, I may I may quit and go back to school to become <laughs> a, a thorium engineer. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Probably, probably be worth it. You'll move to China where they're you know farming China or India. I hear there is a new civilization. Which is funny because it, 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 I mean, it really could it'd be you know if you need an excuse for another world war, thorium. <laughs> that sounds like something like straight out of like Command and Conquer. Yeah. Thorium, <laughs> the thorium Des- desirinium. Well, I, I didn't even realize thorium was real. I, I like I mine it and wow all the time. I'm like, holy shit, that's real. <laughs> do you know? Uh, do you know what the, the the stuff is in Avatar? They're trying to get. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, look. It's in the no, no, freaking it's commercial. Okay. I don't no, no, care. No, no, this no, is, no, this, no. Hit no, it, Jack. No, 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 no. Yeah. There's way too many Avatar spoilers out there. I'm just saying the name of it, not how they're doing it. It's not a spoiler. You're not saying it. Don't say it. Go ahead, say it. There's so many people that haven't seen the movie yet because people like me who are waiting to see it on a big screen. Yeah, I can't, I can't even see it yet. Knowing the name of the thing they're trying to get will not affect at all the movie. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want to go in with hey, any... Hey, Bernie. Do you Bernie. know there's blue people in it? You Jack, know why? Jack, <laughs> no means no. When I, hear, when I hear the name of it in the movie, I don't want to think about you going, oh, the name is Rockatorium or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. That's the name of it. <laughs> you nailed I, it. I, 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 oh, by the way, I'm copywriting Rockatorium. <laughs> you, know, you know, to me, like all the all, all, everything that I've seen of Avatar, like all the creatures and stuff, kind of remind me of the like all the creatures out of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I just said that, and Ben sent me a spoiler for Avatar and AIM. I just looked at it. <laughs> right after I said that, Ben sent me a fucking spoiler for Avatar. That's awesome. How nice. I think people just want to say that they've seen it, and they want to prove that they've seen it by telling you something about it that they don't think will ruin it, but... I don't want to know anything about it. Okay. There's very few event movies. Of all the movies, the only thing- of all the movies to like throw that down on, this seems like a silly movie to do that on. Well, I think the fact was that, like they were advertising this was a game changer. Like this movie's going to change the future of filmmaking, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of ruined the movie for me. I was expecting something huge, and it's a good movie. I but think, honestly, God, I- weren't you past that by the time you saw it? I mean, I, th- I think maybe I just got bored of it. Like, I think uh, that maybe they did a lot for like the technology wise, like yeah. on, the, on the creation side versus the the yeah. like, the, the entertainment side. But, like, if that makes sense. I mean, like you say, five hundred million dollar movie, and then I'm like, eh, it's it looks like a Pixar movie. I, I think they developed a lot of like new camera technologies and like 3D workflows that were impossible yeah. before. And they've, I think they've streamlined the process a lot and made it a lot a lot easier. Look who's kissing Cameron's ass over yeah. here. What's the story here? <laughs> uh... Uh, were, you big, were you a big Abyss fan? Yeah, I was a huge Abyss fan. I, I, hear, I hear that Cameron's making a Thorium documentary <laughs> soon, so we're, Gus wants we're, to be first in line. We're, uh, we're, we're still in talks. Gus found out about this mineral called Thorium, spoiler, that uh, can apparently be used instead of uranium to fuel nuclear power plants. So if you want to... Go read about it. I'm sure Gus will have a lot to say about it on the next podcast. It's, uh, yeah, it's not to fuel like existing nuclear plants. It's to make a new type of nuclear power plant. That's much more efficient. Much more efficient, much cheaper, and much safer. Yes. I think we should just put a leash on the sun. <laughs> Pull it closer when it's cold. <laughs> Call it the, I- the IMAX sun experience. <laughs> Get up in its grill. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> the thing I like about solar energy is when you do it, you're done. That's it. I mean, if the sun goes out, fuck it. We're dead anyway. <laughs> you know? Who cares? Hey, what's up, with all, what's up with all the snow in Northeast? What's going on there? I don't know. Snow. Yeah, right? I mean, this is... People, talk- people getting trapped. Tim Leake from the Alamo Draft House is trapped up in New York City for like three extra days. Wow. Trapped. I'm trapped. sure I'm sure it's not as dire as it sounds. Well, I mean, like, you know, if you have to go book another hotel and you have yeah. to get all your, you know... He'll if to- you're not prepared for it, you could be screwed. Yeah. He'll have to order some room service at the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poor Ace. Yeah. 
poor Tim. Basically, what we're saying is Tim League is dead. <laughs> uh, speaking of dead people, though, Brittany Murphy actually is dead. That's weird. Oh, she's yeah. thirty-two. I don't like when people around my age die. I was, I was around your age. <laughs> I didn't want to say younger because Brittany's seventy-two. Because Bob Birdie's older than thirty-two. Fucking old. <laughs> Around your age. I, I was watching, uh, I was um, uh, playing WoW last night and I had my TV on and I had an old episode of Saturday Night Live on from like two weeks ago. It was the one where Blake Lively hosted. And during the weekend update, they mentioned the film that she got kicked off of. Like she recently was on a film and the director basically said, we don't want you on anymore. You're fired. And then they had, uh, who was it? Uh, Abby Elliott come on, Chris Elliott's daughter. And she was doing a Britney Murphy impression. And I was like, ooh, that's... Oh, it killed her. Oh God. Like think about like, a- like Abby Elliott. Like you were just pretending to be her, making fun of her on TV. And now she's dead. Like, yeah. now you can never pretend <laughs> to be her again on <laughs> SNL. Please yeah. don't, please don't make fun of me. Well, Will Ferrell did, uh, Harry Carey after he was dead, right? Yeah, but that's more of a... Yeah, but yeah. everybody saw that coming yeah, for about yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, oh. it was like, man, I can't believe he's still alive. Harry, Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Harry Carey was an old yeah, dude, yeah. you know. But I mean, like, I don't <laughs> been know. Seen like the, years. I have seen Alfred for The last game I remember seeing with him, it was like um, the pitcher strikes out the, the hitter, and the catcher catches the ball, and of course throws the ball <laughs> to the third baseman like they do to throw it around. Harry Carey's like, oh, I smashed the third base. <laughs> oh, he catches it. <laughs> It's what? like everybody, everybody in the stadium TV knew it was I, a strikeout. But it, oh man, yeah, I, I saw a clip once where it was like a pop fly out in the center field. It's like, oh, it could go all the way. And I was like, clearly not at all going. Up. Maybe it went all the way to center field. Yeah. Uh, but the thing Joel's saying is like the net result is still an out. Harry Carey's game was a lot more exciting. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was, and we, you know, it gave the game depth. You know, it's like we, you could see and also hear a different thing that was, you know, it was, yeah, but yeah. you'd all smile, you know, we would all smile. Harry Carey's just watching a different game in his head. <laughs> He's doing play by it's like, play for you, his you, game. You get a totally different game experience if you're watching it on TV versus uh, listening to it on the radio. It's the greatest yeah. season ever. I don't think, I don't think we've ever mentioned this anywhere and there'd be no reason to. And I'm, I hate to even say it because of the circumstances of this week, but actually Brittany Murphy, w- she was one of the the only people we ever got in contact with for playing a voice on Red vs. Blue back in the early days. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. I, I I had forgotten about that until I read that she died. Yeah, and she was – it was a weird thing where somebody knew somebody who knew somebody, and we showed her the script for Sheila the Tank. This is way back when Red vs. Blue was just starting. And – uh, they ended up, her people and everybody ended up passing on it, and she wound up uh, playing Tucker, right? <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> played Tucker. But uh, yeah, so that was kind of interesting, and I didn't even know at the time that she did she had done voice work. It was just was that know, was that before or after King of the Hill? The, the King of the Hill had already been on for okay. several years I'm by that assuming. point. Assuming King remember? of the Hill started in '97, and oh really? Yeah, wow. So this was 2003. This probably would have been about May of 2003. But it's just a weird connection, you know what I mean? It was yeah. it never really went anywhere. And I don't. I wouldn't have put it anywhere on the list of probable things that could have happened. Yeah. But it's just just an odd connection. We were talking about this at lunch. Uh, I'll throw it out to you guys. If if you were going to cast someone, anyone uh, in filmmaking or whatever, to be a character on Red versus Blue, who would you want to be in Red versus Blue? I would cast a- me. as a hero and as a villain, like wait, myself wait, wait, wait. Say, say. as the villain and as the hero. I think I'm a good voice actor. I can I, I, you, you could do them. You have the you have the range. Like like who like who would you want to get on the show to come on? It's like even like a guest stand or even ready? like like a season or something. Hit us, James Earl Jones. No, that'd be great. What? Yes, <laughs> James Earl right. Jones, man. I, I, I was saying it'd be Not, funny to get like Jeremy Irons, but no. have, have him be like a tank. Y'all are approaching this totally <laughs> wrong. I'd, I'd have like Olivia Munn. Yeah, it's right. And Terry Reed, the way she looks in her Playboy shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change my answer. The new Playboy shoot or the old one? The new one. I'm going to change my answer. Yeah, and that dude from Twilight. What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? 
No. You're doing it wrong, Jack. First of all, you don't say, let's take Red versus Blue and who would you cast to put in it? Then you just pick good actors. That's not, that's not, it's like, who would you want to put on Lost? It's like, how about the Pope? Awesome. You know? <laughs> it's, you take, let's, let's get that Shamu playing. He has buzz. What you do is you take the characters and say, who would play these characters? You no, know, no, no. I'm saying, like, if you had, a new, like... A new role. Yeah, a new role. Like, say, like, in season, you know, 20 of Red vs. Blue, you had, like, you were going to have a villain arc in the show. Okay. Who would you cast as, like, the ideal voice of a villain in the show? Miss November. I mean, just <laughs> randomly, if I, and I'll write a part for it. Isla Fisher. <laughs> Why not? All right, well, let's wrap this up. That was horrible. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been fun, except for Jack, oh. and I hope you all have good holidays, and uh, we probably won't... Have another podcast till next year. That's not true because we're going to do the announcement of the winners that we did from uh, the nominations, yes. and, and I'll explain that right now. Go to roosterteeth.com slash drunk tank every different day of this week until next podcast. We're going to put up a vote for one of the categories and do the audience award, and then we'll do our awards in a short podcast next week if that's approved by you guys. Approved. Yay. Yay. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Bye. Bye.